Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Hey guys, is there one particular girl you really like, but you just don't know how to get her to like you? Or are you just sick and tired of constantly being overlooked for boyfriend material and instead being thought of as just a friend? Well, today I'm going to share with you 10 psychological tricks to get a woman to like you right now. So keep watching and find out. Trick number one is you've got to smell amazing. Guys, this shouldn't be a surprise. Both your body odor on your breath should be really, really great. In fact, if you smell bad, especially if your breath is bad, women are going to be turned off like that. And there is nothing that you can do or say to fix it. But what's more than that, have you ever walked past a woman or walked up to talk to a woman and can smell her and it's like, oh, you just smell her and it's like, it gets, it's intoxicating, right? It's exciting. The same thing happens with a guy who smells really good. So if you're going to go and talk to a woman, you want to smell like a million bucks. Number two, you want to use your smiling as a reward. So what does this mean? Well, if you've watched many of my videos, you probably know that I'm a really big fan of smiling a lot. In fact, smiling like a mother effer, um, you know, but the big mistake a lot of guys make is they smile too often. Like they constantly smile like, hey, how are you going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, that's really cool. Oh, great to hear. Oh, really nice. And what it looks like, it looks like total supplication, like total nice guy. I'm smiling at you so that you'll like me more kind of stuff. But actually, what you should be doing is using your smile as a reward. You see, we really like it when people smile at us, right? That that perks us up. When, when a person smiles at us, it's like this social reinforcement that we're liked. But if the person does it all the time, it looks like supplication. So using it as a reward essentially means that you smile when you first say hello, but after that, you stop smiling. You don't smile until she does or says something that you like. Or does it say something that you want her to do or say? Then you smile and smile a lot at it. And so if you meet a woman who, let's say, is studying a degree you think is really cool, like let's say she's studying psychology and you're fascinated by psychology, right? So she says, oh, I'm studying psychology. Then you say, oh, that's really awesome. You know, I have always, I'm a huge psychology fan. I, I should have studied it. I studied engineering. I should have studied psychology. How are you enjoying it so far? So that's when you give this smile and also your body language suddenly becomes excitable as well. So you're using the smile and the, the excitement as a reward. The rest of the time, you've got to mellow that out because what you wanted to do is start working to get those smiles from you. That's, that's, that plays a really strong psychological role in her starting to chase you as the prize rather than her, you chase her as the prize. Number three, you want to tell her a secret about yourself. Now, obviously, you're gonna, not going to use this as an opening line. You're not going to walk up to a woman and go, hey, you're really cute. Did you know that I used to wet the bed until I was eight years old? <laughs> uh, of course not. But when you're in conversation with a woman, one of the things you're trying to do is get to a point of rapport with someone. And one of the really great um, rules of human interaction is called reciprocity. And that essentially means that when a person does something um, to push the interaction to a deeper rapport level, they feel compelled to return in favor. And so essentially, if you are talking to a woman, you're having this good conversation, it can be a really great time to share something about yourself that's more personal than you'd normally share with a stranger. Like not crazy personal, not like, um, yeah, you know, I cry myself 
to sleep every night because I'm scared of dying alone. Too much information, way too much early on, right? But if you share, for example, yeah, my my grandmother passed away a couple of years ago and I always felt I always felt like I never got as close to her as I wanted to, you know. I felt, you know, as, as when I was younger growing up, um, she didn't offer me as much as a nurturer, but she was such a wise older woman that as I reached my teenage years, I would love to have had some more deep and meaningful conversations with her and really gotten this, you know, deeper sense of, of, of her, her life out view and all the things she'd learned in her like 90 years of life. So that's kind of a, a personal um, tidbit about my life that's quite personal. By sharing something like that, you are encouraging her to share something about her grandparents or family or um, people she wished that she'd opened up to when she was younger. And that can be a really powerful way to build rapport with someone or push someone into building rapport with you and getting to a deeper level far more quickly. Number four, you want to have really strong eye contact. Now, how do you prevent eye contact from being creepy? Well, first of all, eye contact with no talking at all, creepy as hell. Right? That's like rape eyes right there. Secondly, there's a couple of rules in conversation when it comes to eye contact. Rules that we're usually not even that aware of. And it works like this. When I'm talking to you, I usually break eye contact frequently. So you'll notice when I'm talking to the camera now, I'm, when, I'm th when I'm thinking, when I'm processing, I'm looking away, I'm looking to the sides. That's really, really normal. If I instead talk to you like this, I never look away. I just keep talking directly at the camera. I never break eye contact. You can see that after a while, this is starting to feel oddly intense and, and a little bit artificial and kind of weird. Don't do that. You want to be in the habit of looking away when you're talking. When the other person is listening, is talking, sorry, when a woman's talking, that's when you want to pay really, really heavy eye contact. So when you're listening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I've never, I've never heard someone say that before. That's what you're doing. You're, you're giving the powerful eye contact when she's talking. When you're talking, you're breaking, looking away. That's, that's two of the really big ways that you're going to make that eye contact not look creepy. On top of that, throwing in occasional smiles, like big, like beaming smiles, helps to break any um, creepiness that uh, uh, eye contact can, can bring with it. So yeah, really strong eye contact is powerful because we like people who have had really intense eye contact with. It's also really great for building rapport and exercising confidence and dominance in an interaction. Okay, so confidence and dominance are both projected by eye contact. So people who are really insecure tend to look down when they're nervous, right? They don't make a lot of eye contact. If you've ever think about a scared dog does the same thing, right? It doesn't want to make eye contact with you because it's really nervous and really shy and really jittery. Won't make strong eye contact. A really confident dog looks you right in the eye. Same thing with humans. So that's definitely a behavior pattern you want to adopt to get a woman to like you. Trick number five is this is actually a visual cue. Okay, so one of the things that makes men look more attractive is their hip to shoulder ratio. Okay, and it's scientific, um, you know, research has shown quite clearly that women prefer a man who has a really strong, that is a pronounced shoulder to hip ratio where the shoulders appear broader than the hips. Now, there's a couple of ways to achieve this, and one of the most obvious ones is the shirt that you choose to wear. See, a lot of men, what they do when they're, when they're wearing shirts is they don't buy shirts that fit correctly. Now, a well-fitted shirt actually tapers strongly in the waist area. And what that does is it makes the waist as narrow, as slim as possible. Even if you're slightly overweight, it still makes the waist as narrow as possible, which helps to accentuate the shoulders. Another trick that you can do, and I can't do it so well with this shirt, if you've got a button-down shirt, 
don't have it buttoned all the way towards the top because when you do that, it pulls the shoulders in, right? Because the fabric pulls in when you button it all the way up. If you have the first two or three buttons undone, what it does is it pulls the shoulders outwards and it adds a little bit more breadth to the shoulder area. It's going to make you look that much more attractive. Trick number six is lowering your voice and talking from your chest. So if I'm going to talk to a woman, I'm going to talk like this. You'll notice that I don't do this so much in my videos. Why is that? The, vi the reason I don't is because what I'm doing in my videos is I'm wanting to come across very approachable. I'm not wanting to exert dominance over you, my viewers. Uh, instead, what I'm trying to do is appear knowledgeable, eager, um, and friendly, um, because in theory, that makes me more likable. But we know that women prefer men with deeper voices. So when you're talking to a woman, you want to talk deep from the chest. Don't raise your voice in pitch all the time. Constantly keep that lower pitch down from your chest. And that's going to be far more attractive. So that's a really great little tip. Every man can do it. It takes a little bit of practice to learn to talk deeper from the chest. Just get practice alone in front of a mirror. It can really help a lot. Women respond to a deeper voice. Um, I've done a number of um, experiments in the past. I'm going to make a video on this uh, at some point as well. Um, asking women about their, their attractiveness, their, their, their attraction to deeper voices. So, you know, subscribe to my channel and check that out because it's going to be really fun to do in the near future. Number seven. So another way that we supplicate outside of breaking eye contact a lot, um, um, you know, having really poor eye contact, another way that we supplicate is what we do is we end our sentences on a high note. So <laughs> just like that. So we'll say, uh, um, hey, so you've been coming here very often? Cool. Um, how do you need to know each other? Uh, um, do you want to come and grab a drink with me? Uh, you know, all this kind of thing. We go up. Now, they, these are kind of extreme exaggerations, but that's how we end our sentences. And that's a very supplicating um, way to ask questions and to end the things that we're saying. What's actually much more powerful is instead of thinking about yourself asking a question, think about yourself asking a command. So your voice doesn't pitch upward at the end, it pitches down. So do you guys come here very often? Uh, how do you two know each other? Do you feel like grabbing a drink with me? So your voice doesn't pitch upward, you've got to keep the voice down. Um, and that's, you can hear as well that that's a lot more, it feels a lot more like a command that they reply than uh, you can reply if you'd like to reply to me. And what you'll find is that when you start making requests like that, especially when it comes to things like asking for a girl's phone number. So, you know what? I'd like to see you again. What's your number? Right? Instead of, so, I'd like to see you again. What's your number? Right? You can feel that one feels much more stern, confident, and commanding. And the other one feels like, eh, you want to catch up? Maybe. Right? Which is, which is not attractive for a woman. Women on the whole, they want a man who knows what he wants and goes for it in a very confident, masculine way. So you've got to pitch your voice downwards at the end of your sentences, especially at the end of your questions. Number eight. This is hopefully one that you've heard before, but it is still of critical importance. And that is that you've got to tease her. You know, it's the big mistake a lot of guys make is there's no fun. There's no banter in interactions. And I'll tell you right now, I think banter is just as important as looks. Eh, maybe almost as important as looks is having great banter in your interactions. Because I'll tell you this right now, I know a lot of guys who are really average looking, who do incredibly with women, just because there's lots of really fun, playful banter and teasing in those interactions. I mean, it is it is true. You get a woman laughing, 
you're gonna get a like in you. And there's no two ways around this. I've made a number of videos, I'll link to some up here in the, in the corners, but around how to tease and how to banter with women, how to master that skill set. But if you're not making women laugh, you're gonna, you're going to forever struggle to get her to be interested in you sexually. Number nine, yes, I can count to nine on my fingers, is social proof with friends. So, you know, something that's really, really powerful, um, and a lot of guys don't realize this, is that if you go out and you're with two or three mates and the girls meet your mates as well, the girl that you're, you're trying to attract, what she's doing is she's watching your friends to see how they feel about you and how they treat you. So if your friends are constantly digging at you and putting you down in front of her or making fun of you, then that is a signal that you don't have respect of other men. If you don't have respect of other men, why do you deserve her respect? In fact, it's a very true thing. Women look to other men to see how they treat men, to see what that man is like. It's, it's, it's a big key indicator that women watch out for. So what you can do is you and your friends can have a chat and you can have an agreement that if anyone's talking to a chick, your mates are going to talk you up, right? And demonstrate that they think a good deal of you. That, it sounds like it's like such a cheap trick, but it works incredibly well. From a woman's eyes, if your friends really love you and want to talk you up, you know, even if it sounds like it's a little bit fake, it's still friends really wanting to help you with a woman. And therefore, your friends like you, you're a likable guy, your friends like and respect you. That's a real big positive. And that's called social proof. There's lots of other ways you can have social proof. By the way, one other trick you can use is if you're going to go and talk to girls, be with a group of people, not just men. So if you've got other girls out and about with you when you're going to, to flirt with girls, that is a big bonus. In other words, he has female friends. Other women approve of him. I trust him. It builds a lot of trust. Um, and it makes her much more open to you when you go and talk to her. And number 10, guys. I was going to call this find an interesting hobby. But you know what? I'm going to call it this. Learn how to dance salsa. Now, pretty much every city in the world, or at least every city I've been to, has both salsa classes and salsa dancing nights. And I'll tell you this right now. It doesn't take long to become mm, okay at salsa, right? Three months of practice and you're going to be okay. Like, not great, not a good dancer, but you know, you'll have some basic moves down pat. The reason this is great is that a first date, taking a woman salsa dancing is very, very, very exciting. And it's very sexual. <laughs> um, and it's very sensual. And more than that, it's, it's, it'll be a night where you're going to get, you're going to, there's going to be a lot of physical contact. And physical contact between a man and a woman is a very positive thing, but it's a very easy thing to make creepy or to get wrong or to make it feel like you're, you're just trying to throw yourself at her. But in a context like salsa dancing, what happens is a lot of physical touching around lots of parts of the body, but it's not, it's not inappropriate. It's exactly what's supposed to happen when you're dancing salsa together. The other thing, of course, is that women are very, very turned on by men who know how to dance. Now, you don't have to have an amazing sense of rhythm to have a little bit of salsa down pat. So you do that on a first date with women and, oh my God, that is going to be considered a really, really incredible first date. So. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.